unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. I'm terrible at starting episodes because I, 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 I never have a joke. I just jump right into it. Hit it. And I, I was thinking about like maybe a Mary Poppins reference or something, but I, I haven't seen the new Mary Poppins, and so it's just awkward. What, and... what, what would be Mary Poppins? Well, okay, <laughs> the well, okay, okay. Let me, I'll explain something. And this is why I didn't bring it up, because it wasn't going to make sense. But uh, in, uh, in the church, a lot of people feel like we have this culture of perfectionism, you know? Uh, and so I thought Mary Poppins, because she's practically perfect in every way. Oh, I, I didn't know if you were going to talk about, like, oh. a spoonful of sugar. Or I was like, like yeah, what do you got here? <laughs> That was a, it was a long <laughs> shot, but, you know. Yes. That, that's why I went in a different direction. But, well, you but we came back around. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> Mary, Stephen's here. <laughs> Mary Poppins. I'm Mary Poppins, actually. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Okay, yeah. that's definitely. <laughs> uh, that's, that's I can do birth pretty well. Oi, on today's show, we're going to talk about perfectionism in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Woo! Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I think the thing is, is, like, we've got these scriptures that are, like, be thou perfect, you know, as, mm. as our Father in Heaven is perfect. And so that's obviously like what we're all striving for and we're all trying to be better. But a lot of times that leads to people not feeling like they're enough mm. in the church or not feeling like they're doing enough. Mm. Have you ever dealt with stuff like that, like personally or in your family or with well, other people? I think that a lot of people, the more I think about perfectionism in general, it's almost like I think a lot of it is rooted in fear. You know what I mean? Because if yeah. you think about it, a lot of what we think it is, is based off of what we assume other people think. I don't know. Where am I going with this? I'm saying like the idea of like fear is like as if, well, I'm going to try to do everything I can. I'm going to try to strong arm it by myself. And a lot of times we like completely take Jesus out of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And we're like just trying to strong arm this thing. And I'm going to be perfect because of what I think people think perfection should be. And you end up like going in a circle and you're always frustrated and you never get anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that makes any sense. Well, I think there's a divine purpose to that even yeah. um, because I don't know. Like I feel like God does set the bar high for us. Um, and then when we don't necessarily reach it, 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 the purpose is to kind of turn to him for help to, you know, make it that extra distance, you know? Mm-hmm. I think there's also, uh, the thing we do, just in general as human beings, is we often compare mm-hmm. our faults to other people's, you know, exemplary qualities, mm-hmm. right? So social media, um, social media is a great example of that, right? You look at someone's life and go, "Oh, look! Look at how happy they are! Look how successful they are!" Oh, and then you take that and you compare it to the worst of you. Um, and I feel like we do that, and that's definitely part of church culture. But even at BYU, mm-hmm. that happens, you know. Um, I think, like, I remember my freshman year, I, I was near the BYUSA office, and I was like, gosh dang, those BYUSA kids all have it together. You know, they're clean cut, mm-hmm. they're always smiling, they're just the best. If you're not like them, oh, they're, they're the future of the church. They're exactly what we're supposed to be like. And then I was like, no, they're just normal people just kind of doing their thing. And so we often do that. We, we do literally look at other people, and we, we, we always kind of think we suck because we know all of our faults, and we don't know their faults. And then you think you're the worst person ever, and you're a bad disciple. But the, but the truth is, this is my new saying. Like it's like a philosophy I have. Like I, my philosophy is everybody sucks. 
<laughs> what I mean... I love I, that. But what I mean is, it's like, think about it. When you go to somebody's house, and this is a big thing, because, like, you know, you know, when I, when I go to somebody's house, you think, you always... If somebody comes to your house right now, you're like, oh, let me clean up really fast. And maybe not everybody does that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying a lot of people do that. And they clean up. They get all the, you know, they clean their dishes or whatever they do. So then when you go to their house, you think that their house is always clean. And you're not thinking about it consciously. You're thinking, oh, their house is clean. So then when your house isn't clean and nobody's even there, you're like, man, why isn't my house clean? And so you have this expectation that's not even realistic mm-hmm. because you think that they have a perfect house when really their house is dirty too. You think that they're not, they're great, but no, they both, they suck. And you, everybody, you suck, they suck, we all suck. Everybody needs Jesus, like everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It reminds me of Chris Pratt's uh, acceptance speech uh, at the MTV Awards. He said, people will tell you that you're perfect. And they said, you're, you're, you're not. And you, you won't be. Like, we're all striving to be better. You are imperfect. You always will be. And uh, we, I think, I think we need to learn to be comfortable with that. Like, we're in this journey and we need to be comfortable during the journey and not just like freaking out about getting to the destination because we're not going to get to that perfect destination in this life. We're just not going to do it. Another thing I think though is um, we have a, like what you said earlier, there's like a divine part in us that wants to be perfect, Mm. but oftentimes we want to be perfect by man's standards, which is detrimental. Never want to do that. So, at my time at BYU, um, was involved in a political club. Still, still am involved in it. Um, by this time this comes out, I will no longer be in like leader of the president of the club. Um, but um, at that time, uh, getting involved in that political world, there were certain expectations and certain mm. ideologies that were the normal. Right? If you had such and such, then you were good. Now I had a lot of these views, but there are certain things I couldn't sign my name to. Right? But these other things were so important, I stayed in this political group. Mm-hmm. And I stayed at the head of the club, and we did these events. Um, eventually, enough people sort of started to hyper-focus on these issues only. And because I wasn't signing my name to those issues in support of those things, then I was sort of became the enemy, right? <laughs> and so I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to, to, I wanted to be the, the perfect Democrat, the perfect mm-hmm. liberal, but I was not because... I couldn't take those. Like that's like something I didn't believe in, um, because I wanted to be accepted and I wanted to be seen as perfect by the world standards, right? Mm-hmm. By by these standards, and ultimately I ended up choosing God's, right? I, didn't, I ended up going. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I made covenants with God, not you. So I know what I'm going to pick. But every time you try to you try to become perfect by what the world wants, it's mm-hmm. never going to end in a good way. It's always going to, I think the perfect example is Hollywood, right? People, you see people have these great careers for like five years in Hollywood, eats them up and spits them out. And then, you know, you, you read about them just having overdosed and being at Cedar Sinai hospital, just like life is in in shambles. But why? why? The world gave them everything and took it away from them and they had nothing left. But you see how tricky that is? I think that, and I think you make a good point of like, what is it that we're really wanting to get in, in like, like. There's no substance to it. I say it's kind of like cotton candy. Like it tastes good and it's sweet, but then it just dissolves in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And it was never even real in the first place. It's not nur- It's not nourishing, mm-hmm. but it looks good. It smells good. It seems good. And so we go after these ideals that are like, they're fake. They're literally mm-hmm. fake. And they don't even come from any like anything that has any kind of substance. Every once in a while in the news, there will be a story about, you know, this Instagram model who 
comes out with something true, that like the true process of becoming this Instagram model and talks about, you know, the 400 pictures it takes to get that one that they post and how it's all photoshopped. And, but I think there's this world culture uh, that sometimes we want to adapt to. I think there's also a subculture within the church hmm. that uh, people struggle with a lot, especially at church, where you try and be, you know, the perfect Latter-day Saint. Mm -hmm. uh, the one that, you know, never swears and that has perfect kids mm. and that has the perfect marriage, which doesn't exist, by the way. And and I think that that is, that is a problem. That yeah. is a big problem. And I think that even, you know, it has sunk into some of the, the ways that we teach things in the church. I think sometimes in, in Sunday school, uh, we will teach a principle. Mm-hmm. And like it's like it's in a museum, like it's framed in a museum. We'll say, look vacuum. at yeah, look at this principle. Yeah. Look at how beautiful it is, and this is what it is. But but what it should be is a workshop. Yeah, church is a workshop where we need to go in and we need to rip this you know principle. frame apart and figure out how it applies in our lives. And people are going to have questions and struggles with it. And we need to address those and and actually work on it, not just look at it, you know? <laughs> look at this, look at that. Yeah, sure. yeah. look at this. <laughs> yeah. Because looking at it makes you think, I need to, to have this perfect picture frame. And that can be a harmful thing sometimes. I think uh, something more harmful than comparing, um, comparing your faults to someone else's uh, successes is comparing like the sins you struggle with to the sins someone else struggles with. Uh... So this is what I see all the time in Provo. Um, I was just in the Elvis Corn presidency, and this is the thing I saw in my ward. Uh, we had a lot of a lot of people struggling with the law of chastity, right? A lot of mm -hmm. brothers and sisters, and um, you know, you have some friends who that's not their big struggle, right? They they don't they don't mess up with girls, like they're they're you know, um, and to them like you know, the worst sin ever, like he he grabbed her butt when they were kissing, like that is the worst thing, like that <laughs> kind of thing, right? Or they went too far in one way, and he's never done that. But also during the summer. He signs on with certain companies, and he goes and sells door to door, and kind of deceives people sometimes, right? He mm. he sort of like fibs about certain things. He kind of deceives people to get some money, mm. right? Mm. Um, and has a little bit of guilt about it. But he's not struggling with the law of chastity. Mm. So when it comes to that to that temple recommend interview question, law of chastity, yes, honesty and dealings with your fellow man, uh, hesitant, you know, a little bit hesitant. Have I been honest? We each have are difficulties that we, we really focus on, that we think nobody else is focusing on, and that guy or that girl who doesn't have that problem, you go, oh, they're who I need to be. But the reality is, no, no, no. They, they're doing something else that if you figured out, you'd be like, ooh, yeet, my gosh, what's wrong with you, you monster? You know what I mean? Yeah. We each have our even our sins that we think are the worst, but guess what? Everyone's got their basket of sins that are the worst. Like It makes me think of the story of like the prodigal son, and uh, the story, I was reading this book. It's really good. It's not even from a member of the church. I think it's called The Prodigal God. I think is what it's called. But he gives this analogy of, like he says, like most people look at the story of the prodigal son and they look at the young son. And they're like, mm -hmm. oh, the young son, he goes out and he's sitting in the sewer and he comes to himself and it's like the dad runs to him and he's like, oh, he saves the day. And, and everybody looks at it. But you got to remember, he's talking to the Pharisees and he's not, he's responding to their hypocrisy. And he's really talking about the older son and a lot of people forget about the older son and really though mm -hmm. what the twist that he makes in his book is he says 
Because the old son's like, well, what about me? Like, I've been here this whole time. I've been doing everything right. I've been keeping the commandments. And he he, he killed the, the, the fatty calf, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know what the deal was with it anyway. But uh, the thing is, both of the sons, he says, both of them need the other son, which is Jesus. Both of them. Not just the one. You, Everybody looks at, like, the one who's doing the bad. They, everybody, even in hypocrisy, I think, like, we th- that idea of assuming that we're doing everything perfect is not correct because even in that, if you're not careful, it can even be, it can be off the mark, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, some people are um, the tax collectors who don't feel good about themselves. Some Matthew. people, yeah. Some people then um, are those who have no faults whatsoever and they're perfect and they totally didn't realize the Son of God when it was right in front of them, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, right. You, it, some, some people um, just, how do, I, how do I put this? We, we each have our thing that prevents us from being perfect, which is why we think everyone else is perfect, except yeah. for us. It's probably stressful, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, just makes me, it just makes me think of the analogy I was saying about, like, the, the house. If your house is spot and span all the time, like, you think that everybody else is clean every day, it's like, if it is clean, you're probably stressed out. So, like, if it is actually 100% spick and span, and you got kids, and there's, like, no, like, I'm sorry. Like, you are probably, you got an ulcer or something like that, yeah. and you're stressed out. Like, I, I think the perception of thinking you're perfect, that's dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no point to the gospel if you're perfect in this life. Like, the, mm-hmm. the whole purpose of Christ coming to earth, performing the atonement, uh, ushering in the gospel, that is because he knows we're not going to be perfect. And we need to we need to own that, I think, and accept that and be okay with being humble and broken so that Christ can fix us, you know? Yeah. Well, I like what you said about in, in church. It made me think of, like, I don't think people need to come in church and, like, you know, they're bearing their testimony and they're, like, revealing all of their sins. Yeah. But I think that there's something endearing for somebody to say, you know what? I make mistakes, and I am thankful for the mercy of Jesus Christ. I need it. I have to have it. Yeah. Instead of just like, well, you know, I didn't understand this principle, like you were saying, and this is true, and this is that, and here's this little thing in the vacuum, like you were saying. Like, I think we need more of that in Sunday school, of us, like, just being honest and vulnerable and saying, you know what, I don't understand what, I don't understand what tithing is. I don't know what that means, and maybe somebody who does they can chime in and be like, this is how I understand. And maybe that would actually help them. And if we were more vulnerable, we'd actually be able to improve more quickly. And I think that's the purpose of of church. That's what it's supposed to be. But this, you know, the culture of the world or the culture of the church even can sink in and and kind of muddy that water, which I think Satan is probably really excited about because people get forgotten and people are hurting alone inside and suffering. and, And sometimes we overlook it and... Well, then, how about this? I guess our, I guess our ending message is, it's okay if you're not perfect, because nobody is. We all suck. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we all I want that. that in vinyl lettering on my living room wall. No, it, we all suck. And we need Jesus. Yeah. Don't suck any more than you already suck, so make sure you like and subscribe and comment. If you don't, guess what? We don't like you very much. And um, you can click the notification <laughs> bell to be notified when the videos come out. Um, you know, also... Go subscribe to Stephen Jones' Real on YouTube. What's up? And yeah, yeah, yeah. his videos are great. They're funny, well-made. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm glad I could come. Man. It's been fun. Oh, that oh, we got to get that. Yeah, yeah man. Go on. Okay.
Yeah. <laughs> you gotta get it perfect. Man. Yeah, yeah, we messed it yeah, up. Man. I did the missionary snap. Okay. You know what? Just cut it. That was painful. I'm blushing. Making me blush. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.